God wants to speak to us today. He has spoken to us through worship. And he wants to speak to us today. I only wish you could have been in this house last Sunday because there was a mighty anointing in this house. When I preached to you last Sunday about the end of time, the things that God is showing us through the word of the Lord. But today, I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly where all I'm going, but I know I'm going because God laid some things upon my heart. And if I can convey to you what God has been saying to me, how many of you want to hear the voice of God? I believe that you can still hear the voice of God. Now, I will tell you that I'm not spiritual enough to have ever heard the audible voice of God. I guess that's the problem. But I, I've heard people that have said they have, and not, that's, that's between them and God. And that's good because I believe God could do that. But I have felt the impressions of the Spirit and heard the Spirit of God speaking to my heart many times many times and I believe that God is directing us today you know the scriptures say he that hath an ear he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit saith unto the church I believe that God is looking for people that can be sensitive to the voice of God in these last days I still believe that we ought to pray and we ought to get in the presence of God and that the Spirit of God can speak to us, direct us, give us, give us what we need in the direction of the Spirit. Amen. I, I may be talking out of, out of your lane today, but I got a feeling that God wants to talk to us. Let me tell you about God. God does speak, and God tries to reach, and God does do his best to reach into the heart and the mind of people. And often God has to use other methods to get our attention. Don't be surprised, dear friend, if God's not using a pandemic to get the attention of America and especially the church. He knows how to bring nations to their knees. Are you hearing me? He knows. And I was praying this morning and I just felt it in the spirit. God, one spoken word by you could fix all this. One brush of your hand could fix all this. But he will do that in his own time. Let me tell you what we've learned. We've learned to depend upon Jesus Christ. We've learned how to pray more. We've learned that we can get into the word of God. Let me tell you, Brother Roy said it good today. When you can't come to church, you have to turn your house into a church because we're going to stay close to the Lord and God wants to speak into our lives. Amen. I was reminded of the story in 2 Samuel in verse, uh, chapter 14 and verse 29. It is where Absalom sent for Joab. And here's what the Bible said. Then Absalom sent for Joab to have him, to have sent him to the king. But he would not come to him. And when he sent again the second time, he would not come. Therefore, he said unto his servants, See, Joab's field is near mine, and he hath barley there. Go set it on fire. And Absalom's servants set the field on fire. And then Joab, watch it, and then Joab arose 
and came to Absalom unto his house and said unto him, Wherefore have thy servants set my field on fire? Here's what I want to draw to your attention, if I may, for just a few minutes on this Sunday morning. God knows how to get your attention. Are you hearing me? God knows how to get your attention. As Absalom sent for Joab and called upon him to come, and he would not, and then he sent again, and he would not. He took drastic measures to get the attention of Joab, and only, and, and then only, when his fields were set on fire, his living, the things that, that he ha, had, had staked his future upon, suddenly was gone. He decided to come then to Absalom. I said all of the preceding remarks about hearing the voice of God to tell you that I do believe that God will do whatever it takes to get the attention of men. I want to tell you on this Sunday morning that if you decide that you're going to be lost and you're going to go to hell, you will do that with opposition from God because he is not willing that any should perish, but that all, everybody should come to repentance. So it's hard to go to hell because you got to go against the will of God. You got to go against the mind of God. And let me tell you that God will expel means to receive and draw his banished back to him. His job and his purpose and his love, it motivates him to love you beyond what you think and beyond what you can imagine. He loves you so much that he will place things in your life to get your attention, to draw you to him and to make sure that you have every opportunity to find God in your life. Does anybody hear me this morning? Let me tell you when Lot and his family chose the well-watered plains of Sodom and Gomorrah, it was not, it was not good for them. And God saw Lot and saw that he was vexed every day with, with, the, with the life that was being lived around him. Sodom and Gomorrah was an evil, evil place. It was a place where sin was rampant and God wanted so bad to save and Abraham intervened and said, God, would you save Sodom and Gomorrah? When God said, I'm gonna destroy them, he said, would you save them if I can find 50 righteous people? And of course, you, if you've read the Bible, you understand there could not be 50 righteous people found in Sodom and Gomorrah. And then it was down to 45 and 40 and 30 and 20. And Abraham is bargaining with God and saying, would you save them for 10 righteous people? And, and God said, I will if you can find 10 Ten righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah will save them. And of course, there were not ten in those cities. But hear me and hear me well. God set out to save Lot. Now watch me close here this morning. And when God 
wanted to save Lot, he even sent angels to the city. And angels held back the enemy all night long because they tried to get in to Lot's house. It was a city of perversion. It was a city of deep sin. But God held them back with the hands of angels. And when the sun rose in the morning, the angels took Lot and his wife and his two daughters and led them out of that city and up the mountainside to let them escape the wrath of God. I'm telling you God will devise means and he'll speak to you like you can't believe but just in order to save you from your unrighteous living. Amen. So God saved Sodom or God saved Lot from Sodom and his wife and his two daughters although although his wife on the side of that hill looked over her shoulder and disobeyed the orders of the angels and I want to tell you that what happened to her was very real she turned into a pillar of salt and died on the side of the mountain because she kept looking back over her shoulder to the world I'm preaching to you this morning that God wants to speak in a language to you today that you can understand he wants to get your attention on this Sunday morning my mind went to so many Bible characters this morning. One was by the name of Samson. You remember the guy? Samson, what a mighty man of valor. What a mighty anointing of God upon him. Samson, I want to tell you, he was, he was one uh, of a kind. Never been one like Samson. He, he, he had a problem though. He had a problem. I got to read in his story early this morning. He had a problem. He had a problem with women. You know what the, my dad used to say? Son Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived. And women got him and they'll get you. So be careful. That sounds just like him, don't it? But let me tell you, Samson had a problem. He, 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 was, he was constantly doing things that his anointing was not pleased with. And let me tell you what happened to Samson. He finally wound up in the land of the Philistines with Delilah. And Delilah was coaxing him daily, trying to get him. I won't tell you the whole story of Samson. All I can tell you is when he got mad at the enemy, what other man could do this? But he went out and caught 300 foxes, tied their tails together, and set them on fire and sent them through the enemy's crop. What other man could take the gates of a city and walk up the side of a hill and just remove the gates and set him down on a hillside. What other man could take the jawbone of an ass and, and, and slay a thousand Philistines? A thousand men came at him and he slayed them with the jawbone of an ass. That's what the Bible said. What other man could do that? What an anointing. What power, what power. But let me tell you, when he lost it, it's when he gave his secret to Delilah and they shaved the locks of his head off. And let me tell you, when he woke up, I read the scripture this morning and he said I will awake as at other times before and I will go out and I'll slay the enemy and he did not know the Bible said he wist not that the spirit of God was departed from him ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters God got his attention he wound up with his eyes gouged out by the enemy he wound up grinding daily and at the meal and round and round and round he went at the grinding of the meal Till finally one day he said, oh God, can you hear me? 
I need one more chance. And he got a little lad to lead him to the, to the pillars that were in the temple. And with thousands of people there, the Bible said the anointing of God came back, and I'm paraphrasing now, came back up on Samuel, and Samuel took his incredible strength and he pushed those pillars apart and the temple crumbled and he died with the enemy let me tell you something God knows how to get our attention God knows how to speak in a language we know how to understand let me tell you when America won't hear preaching when they won't hear when they won't hear the words of the book when they won't read the Bible God can push one button called a pandemic and he can get America's attention Oh, some of you saying, no, nah, preacher, that's not what's going on. Believe what you want to. Everything is in God's order. Everything. I said it last Sunday. I'll say it again. He's got the whole world in his hands. He knows where we are and who we are. I read the story of Nebuchadnezzar. You ever read that story? King of Babylon got too big for his own britches. And God spoke. Oh, yeah, God spoke. And God said, he gave him a dream, and Nebuchadnezzar brought Daniel in. And uh, Daniel interpreted his dream. But let me tell you what happened to Nebuchadnezzar, a king. This is what the Bible said in Daniel chapter 4, verse 30. The king spake and said, is, this, is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house and the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? And while the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven, a voice saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. They shall drive thee from men. And thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen. And seven times shall pass over thee until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomever he will. And the same hour, somebody say the same hour. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar and he was driven from men. Let me tell you, this is a real story. He was driven from men and did eat grass like oxen and his body was wet as the dew of heaven till his hairs were grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird claws. And at the end of the days, he said, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes into heaven and my understanding returned to me. That's what needs to happen to America. Our understanding needs to return to us. And he said, I bless the Most High and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth and none can stand his hand and say unto him what doest thou Nebuchadnezzar he was proud and boastful and said it's my kingdom and it's my majesty and look what I built and God said oh wait a minute let me show you something and jerked the rug out from under his feet if I could put it that way and suddenly he went from a king to a beast literally 
But let me tell you, he said, when I came to myself, when I got understanding, I realized what God really is. And then here comes his son, Belshazzar, who, cared, who, who took the, 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 the vases and the, the golden sepulchers and the things of the temple and the vessels had begun to party with them and drink wine and have party. And God was angry with him too. Let me tell you, God can speak in a language you, can't un- you can understand. You may not hear this preacher today, but God knows how to get our attention. I'm preaching to people here today that need to tune in and hear the voice of God. The hand of God suddenly at a party, at a party, that Belshazzar was throwing in the palace. Suddenly there was a hand that reached down and began to write on the wall. And it said, many, many, tinkle, you farson. This, the interpretation of the thing was this. Many, God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tinkle, thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. Perez, the kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persian. And the Bible said in Daniel chapter 5 and verse 30, in that night was Belshazzar, the king of Chaldea, slain. You think you party on God's stuff? You think you can have parties with God's vessels? I'll show you who's king around here. What I'm trying to tell you today is God has methods and means to reach into the lives of people. And when you disobey God and when you run from God and when you turn your ear away from God, God knows how to speak to us and how to get our attention. If you don't believe it, let me take you to the New Testament to a man by the name of Saul of Tarsus. He wasn't always a preacher. He wasn't always a a, a writer of scripture. He wasn't always a righteous man. The Bible said in in Acts chapter 9, in in, in verse 1, Saul, Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went into the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any way of this of this way, whether they were men or, or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, as, notice this, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven and he fell to the earth and he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? God knows how to get our attention. Didn't bother him that he was holding the coats of those that stoned Stephen. Didn't bother him that he watched people die at his hand. But I'll tell you what, God struck him down with blindness on a Damascus road and a voice came out of the heavens and he knew immediately that God was trying to get his attention. He fell to the earth. He fell to the earth, the Bible said, and he heard that voice. And when the Lord began to say to him, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest, it's hard for thee to kick against the prick. The Bible said he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? I wish somebody here today would just simply hear the still small voice of God, the voice of God in your life that says you need to do this, you need to do that, 
You need to go here. You need to pray. You need to sacrifice. You need to make commitment. I'm just saying to you that God is trying to get our attention. Don't think for a moment that just because we're in the 21st century that God is through talking to men. He still, he still is talking to men. He's still trying to get the attention of men. And let me tell you, no king, no president, no congressman, no senator, no anybody, no anywhere knows knows more than God. God has got this thing in his fist. He knows how to do it. He can still shine a light. He can still turn men to a field. He can still destroy a city. He can still do those things because he's God and he will do what it takes to save people. God knows how. Numbers 22. Very quickly today. There's a story about a man by the name of Balaam. And God spoke to Balaam in verse 12 and said to Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. If you've ever read the story of Balaam, you, you know it's a very unique story. Came a time where Balaam did go with Balak to, to curse Israel. And the Bible says that God's anger was killed against him because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in a way for an adversary against him. Now watch this. He was riding upon his ass and two servants were with him. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam smote the ass to turn her into the way. But the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards, a wall being on this side and a wall on that side. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. And he smote her again. And the angel of the Lord went further. I want you to notice this. And stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or the left. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam. And Balaam's anger was kindled and he smote the ass with a staff and the Lord opened the mouth of the ass and she said unto Balaam what and a donkey talking what have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me these three times and Balaam said unto the ass because thou hast mocked me I would there were a sword in mine hand for now I would kill thee and the ass said to Balaam am I not thine ass upon that which thou hast ridden ever since I was thine unto this day was I ever wont to do so unto thee and he said nay then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword drawn in his hand and he bowed his head and fell flat on his face. Let me tell you what God did. God set an angel up to stop a man that was doing the wrong thing. God had a donkey talk. God devises means that his banished be not expelled. I want you to hear me. I said God devises means. I wonder today who God is talking to in this congregation.
through some way or means. It may be through your children. It may be through the Word of God. It may be through your job. It may be through something else. But God has tried several times to get your attention, and He's trying to talk to you, and yet you've turned a deaf ear to God. I wonder if in the stillness of the night there's been the still, small voice of God that God has tried to reach you with. I wonder if He's woke anybody up over the last little while had said, hey, I need to talk to you. If God has whispered into your ear and yet you've ignored that and you shrugged that off and said, I don't believe that's the voice of God. I just come to tell you today that God can speak to us however we need to be spoken to that he may get our attention. If you go to hell, you're going against the will of God. I'll preach that till I die. He loves every man, woman, boy, and girl. He does not want you to be lost. And I'm gonna tell you, he'll let sickness come or tragedy come or angels speak or fire fall from heaven or light shout out of the sky or whatever he has to do to save you. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. How hard is it for you to hear from God? We want to shrug it off and say, oh, it's just life. No, it's not just life. It's because we are, we are not sensitive to the voice of God. I pray this all the time. I really do. Now, my wife says I have selective hearing. And I may have. But I pray this all the time. God, make me sensitive to your voice. I want to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I want to know what you're saying. I wonder if the still, small voice of God would just whisper to us today. See, here's what the Bible said. Listen to me. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. I didn't say that. The Bible said that. I'd like to preach a sermon today to, look, we've preached so much faith over the last four or five months. We've preached every way in the world for you to get through a pandemic. I want to tell you how to get through it today. Hear the voice of God. Plug into what God is trying to say to the church. Plug into what the Word of God promises you at the end of it all. I'm sick of hearing the word pandemic. I'm sick of hearing social distancing. I'm, here, I'm sick of masks. I'm sick of hospitals. I'm sick of sickness. I've had enough. I don't know about you, but I've had enough. I wonder if we could just hear the voice of God in all this and hear what God is trying to say to the church. We're trying to be wise. I pray every day. I don't know if you believe this or not, but I pray every day. God, give me wisdom to get us through this. But Lord, don't let me miss what you're trying to say to me. Don't let me miss what you're trying to, to put into our heart and to our mind. It's not a time. Listen to me. It's not a time to move away from God. It's a time to move closer to God. It's a time to get closer to him.
It's not a time to say, oh, well, we'll get through all this. I'll try to get back to church when I need. Look, if you can't get to church, I'm talking to you that's online. If you can't be here, you better get down and pray. And those of you who are the sound of my voice this morning, we better find an altar and pray. We better find a closet of prayer. I'm preaching to you today, and I know this is not a typical typical sermon for, for a time like this, but I just feel like telling you, God, is trying to speak to us. Can we just lend an ear to what the Spirit is saying to the church? Could I hear the voice of God? Could I know the direction of God? Could I hear what the Spirit is trying to say to me this morning? Some of these things that I have preached, were, they, were, they were things when, when Israel was in trouble and men were in trouble and People were doing outrageous things. But don't ever forget it. Our world is in an outrageous time. This world is in a mess. If ever we needed the direction of God, we need it now. If ever we needed to hear the voice of God, we need to hear it right now. I can tell you about all these characters and I could preach about all these people and, and I could go on and on and on about things that are in the scriptures that, that tell us how God talked to people. I could talk to you about Egypt and how Israel was trying to leave Egypt and God wanted them out and every time he talked to Pharaoh, Pharaoh rebelled against him. So finally God just started pouring plagues. He just started pouring plagues. Plagues came to Egypt. There were flies and murrain and ball and hail and locusts. And finally, the plague of death. And, 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 and it took all of that to get Pharaoh's attention before he finally said, let him go. Let him go. Let him go. God was trying to tell him in the beginning, but he wouldn't listen. So, and, and, and every time he did listen, then, then he thought he was doing the favor. He'd change his mind and he'd bring him back under bondage. God, God knows how to get it all done. And when you don't think he can, you look at the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and the story of Samson and the story of Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar and the story of Egypt and, and the, the Israelites and the story of Saul of Tarsus and the story of Balaam and if you want more I can name more because let me tell you when you turn your, yourself away from God God knows how to turn you around As for me, I just want to hear what God's saying. I just want to know his voice this morning. I just want to feel him touch me. I just want to know that we're in the vein of, of things that God wants us to be in. Is there anybody here that's hungry to hear when God speaks? Hungry to know the voice of God. Hungry to say, Lord, speak to me in the middle of the night. Speak to me on the job site. Speak to me when I'm riding down the road. Speak to me in my fishing boat. Speak to me on my hunting stand. Speak to me on the golf course. Speak to me wherever I can, wherever I can hear you. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. And let me have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let me preach to you for just a moment more and I'm closing today. I'm closing. Here's what God wants. 
He wants to draw our attention to him. And he wants us to humbly submit ourselves at his feet. His greatest desire is that men be saved. His greatest desire. He doesn't have to make a name for himself. He's got a name that is higher than every name. He's not here for a popularity contest. I want to tell you in all of the history of the world, the Bible's outsold every other book that's ever been written. Think about that. He's not here to impress you. He's here to save you. But in the times that we live in, we have to be pliable in the hands of God. And we have to be submissive to the things of God. And we have to be willing to lay it all at the feet of God. And God loves you so much that he just, he won't let you go off and forget about it. That's why he's bringing prodigals home right now. That's why he's reaching down during a world crisis and he's causing people to pray in their bedrooms at home and people are crying, oh God, oh God. Because he's speaking and people are hearing. When he can't reach you, this ought to be enough right here to reach every one of us. But when he can't reach you through this, when he can't reach you through the voice of a preacher, when he can't reach you through the actions of the love of a church, let me tell you what he can do. He can drop a little tragedy in your life. He can, he can allow, you say, oh, God wouldn't do that. God devises means that his, that's a scripture, that his banished be not expelled. He wants you to come home and he wants you to be in his arms and he wants you to love him. And let me tell you, here's my prayer. God, if you've got to send something in my life to keep me glued on you, you send it. If you've got to keep something in my life to keep me praying, send it. If you've got a little trouble or tragedy that I have to go, send it. Let me tell you, I, I don't mind telling you today, people pray better in trouble. People submit better in tragedy. And when the rubber meets the road and people don't know what to do, guess who they go to? Amen. And when you can't, when you can't just call on his name when the groceries are on the table, cars running good, refrigerators working, the washing machines working, the dryers working, all the kids are well, everything's good. And you just float along in life and God's trying to say, hey, hey, you haven't prayed. Hey, where's your commitment? Hey, where's your consecration? Hey, hey, hey. And he's calling you through the word and he's calling you to the, to the altar and you, you're not hearing him. Let me tell you what he can do. He can drop a little something right in the middle of your life and all of a sudden, that's what he did for you, Shelly. I, I, I thank God for you and your voice on this front seat. But I want to tell you, a little over a year ago, Shelly wasn't here. Shelly was cussing me. Shelly hated me. Shelly hated this church. She hated everything about God and, and all of us. But let me tell you what, God got her. I, I don't mind telling you, I'm preaching about her today. But she, God got her in a jail cell and he started talking to her. And the Holy Ghost got a hold of her. God can drop a little tragedy, but look at her now. And here's her boys in church. I can tell you right now, God knows how to get your attention. 
You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying today. This is not by accident that we are here. And God, you know what I'm saying to you today, oh Lord, I don't care what kind of pandemic it takes. I don't care what kind of crisis it takes. I'll tell you what the Bible said. He said, if your eye offend you, pluck it out. Because it's better to you go to heaven without an eye than to have all of your eyesight and be lost. If your arm offend you or your hand offend you, cut it off. Because it's better that you didn't have a hand and be saved. That's how important it is to God. He said, it's better that I have all your faculties and be saved than it is for you to have all of that and be lost. Oh God, I feel such heavy burden here today. When God speaks in a language that men understand, men can hear. He doesn't have to say it with a voice. He can say it with a move of his hand. I'll end with this. There was a man one time that heard from God. And God said, I want you to build a boat. I want it so many cubics wide, so many cubics high, so many cubics long. I want it built out of gopher wood. I want it pitched within and without. I want one door. I want one window. And that's looking straight up. Then I want you to go out and I want you to gather up the animals two by two and bring them into the ark, clean and unclean. I want you to bring them in the ark. And when you get there, I'm going to shut the door and I'm going to send a flood. And I'm going to destroy this earth. I want you to hear me. Noah preached 120 years. 120 years. You go do a study. And when he got through preaching, Donna, he had eight people on the ark. The world laughed. The world jeered. The world mocked. The world said it ain't gonna happen. The world said you can't believe that guy. He's lost his mind. Look at that big old thing he's built. We ain't even, we've never even seen a rain like that. And the Bible said they were marrying and giving in marriage and they were partying and they were having a good time until the flood came. Could I paint you a picture? One day they're, they're having a big party and then it starts to drizzle. And then it's raining, and it's raining. First day wasn't too bad. We've seen rains like that. Second day wasn't too bad. We've seen rains like that. Bible said it rained 40 days and 40 nights. For, I, I want to paint you a picture because all those people that God couldn't get through to with the word of Noah were pounding on the side of an ark pleading to get into the ark. And Noah had to say, I'm sorry. I didn't shut the door. God shut the door. It's over with. And everything on the earth drowned except what was in that ark. Eight people and the animals. 
God knows how to speak in a language that men can understand. Would you stand with me all over this house today? My life is not my own. Sing that. To Him I I give myself. I give myself to you. your eyes and say, God, I want to hear you today. My life is not my own. To you, to you I, belong. I belong. I give myself. I give myself. I give myself to you. I give myself to you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I give myself away so you can use me. Sing it again. Give myself away. God right now, speak to me right I now. Give myself so, so can use me. And my life is not my own. To you alone. Come on, let's have a move of the spirit I right here. Right where you're standing. Let the presence of God touch you this morning. And say to him, Lord, here I am. I want to hear your voice. I want to be sensitive to your spirit. I want to know what you're saying to me, God. I want to know what you're saying. Yes, yes. I give myself away. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I give myself away.
your majesty, majesty to be still and know you're in this place. Please let me stay rest. Please let me stay at rest. Over the spirit, all over this house right now. There will be some folks with your hands raised, saying, "Oh God, I hear you today. I hear you today. Wash me, Lord, to be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest." Pour down like rain. Washing my eyes to see. I know. I know today that we can't very well do what we really ought to do today. And that's have people gather around the front of this church and commit themselves again to God. So I'm going to ask you to do it right where you are. Right where you are. You can lay your hand on your husband or your wife or that one that's sitting by you, your loved one. Just reach over and get them on the shoulder. Say, word of God, speak to me today. Let me hear the voice of God in all this. Let me know, God, what you're trying to say to me on this Sunday morning. I hear you, Lord. I hear you. I've not made the commitment that I need to make. I've not done the things that I ought to do. I've ignored the voice of God for too long. I've run from God. I've done everything else but to serve God. But here I am, Lord. I want to make a commitment today. I want to, I want to obey what you're saying, Lord. I want to step into your will today. Save me, O oh God. Fill me with your spirit today. Baptize me, oh God, with your anointing this morning. I wonder when they sing again, if you could just right where you are, have a blessing come, have the anointing of God come upon you, and let the Spirit of God do a work in you right now. Word of God speak, sing that. Word of God. Word of God speak. Would you pour down like rain? Pour down like rain. Washing, Washing my eyes. Your majesty to be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me stay and rest in your holiness. Word of God, speak. Would you pour down my rain? Washing my eyes to see. Your majesty to be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me stay in your holiness. Here's my word to you this morning. It would be better that we hear the still, small voice of God that we listen closely to what he is saying, that our hearts be in tune with God rather than for God to have to send a strong wind 
or trouble or a light or tragedy or sickness or pandemic it would be better that we just listen to hear the still small voice of God I wonder today as I I just ask you to bow your heads and let me pray for you Father I feel so very strongly today what I'm saying feel like you're speaking to us Lord in this time of crisis God whatever else let us hear you there's voices that are ringing in our ears from all over this world we're hearing all kind of mixed signals we're hearing voices from everywhere God would you somehow would you somehow make us so sensitive this morning that we can hear the still small voice of God that we can know you by the power of your spirit the anointing of God that you would have our attention Lord and when we wake in the morning let our mind be on you when we go to bed at night let our mind be on you and everything that we see let our mind be on you and everything we encounter let our mind be on you God don't let us be a people that would not hear don't let us be a people on which your word falls on deaf ears but God let us hear what the spirit is saying today let the God of glory speak into every life in this building this morning and when we depart this place today God would you stir every mind and shake every home and get into our jobs and where we live and show us Lord what you're trying to tell us however you have to do it in Jesus name today here I am Lord here I am I give all myself to you Let your spirit move through me here. I want you to close your eyes all over this building today. If you know it, slip your hand up and sing it with me. Oh, here I am. Sing it. house today 
I wish somebody'd receive that touch that God's trying to give you. It's okay to weep. It's okay to worship. It's okay to stand and hear the voice of God. Somebody do that right now. It's okay to have a Holy Ghost blessing right now. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Just let your spirit move through me. Let your spirit move. Thank you today. Thank you for your spirit today. Thank you for your presence today. I just I feel him all over this house right now. Feel him all over this room right now. I just want you to hear God's voice today. I want you to know what he's trying to do today. Let me tell you what he wants. He wants you to get closer to him. He wants you to repent of all your sins. He wants you to give your life to him today. He wants that. That's his desire. He said, come unto me all ye that are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Come unto me if you're weary, he said. I'll help you. I'll help you. I just feel his presence. the word of the Lord has spoken to you today. I trust the voice of God will ring in our ears all this day and all this week. Church, in these unusual times, don't lose. Don't lose that connection. Let me tell you what Jesus said one time. He said, my sheep That's what Jesus said. My sheep know my voice. I want to know his voice. 
I want to know when he's saying something to me. I love you all today. It's not going to be long before we're going to gather right back up here. We're going to have a good old-fashioned prayer service together. Not going to be long. This thing, is, it's, it's got to go. Pray against it. Pray against it. It's got to go. Whatever God says, that's what we'll do. But let me just tell you, I'm praying for release. I'm praying for God to get us back to the place where we can enjoy our worship the way we always have. I love you. God bless you. Be safe this week. Keep, keep, take care, good, good care of yourself. I want to give you a, 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 a Danny-ism. God helps those who help themselves. Okay? God helps those who help themselves. The offering plates are at front. There's people there to receive your offering. Hear the voice of God. May God bless you.